on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. And the funerals of the two teenage girls killed in the crash in Monaghan dominate a lot of the front pages today. The front of the Irish Daily Star shows two fathers weeping as they say goodbye to their daughters. And the headline on the front of the Irish Daily Star is Soul Friends Deb's Teen Laid to Rest, Funeral Told of Dad's CPR Bid. The Irish Daily Mirror also goes with the same story, Hand in Hand to Heaven. Kia McCann was touching Dilava Muhammad's hand as though they knew they were off to heaven together. Her funeral heard both victims of Monday's horrific crash were laid to rest in separate services in County Monaghan and also in Dublin as well. The Irish Independent arrears crisis as loan rates for vulture fund prisoners hit 10%. The government and the central bank have been warned about a new mortgage arrears crisis, which apparently is looming because thousands of trapped borrowers were told that their monthly payments are to increase. People with loans owned by vulture funds, which are serviced by Pepper, have been informed of rises of 0.75% in their repayments, which means that some will end up paying rates of between 85 and 10%. So that's a warning already to the government and the central bank about an arrears crisis which is looming. The Irish Examiner looks at alcohol use in Ireland and liver disease. Uh, which is related to alcohol use. So alcohol-related liver disease has increased across the majority of counties over the last five years, most counties recording an increase in liver disease. Hospital data shows Dublin, Cork and Galway account for the greatest number of cases, with hospitalisations jumping by 16% in Cork. The biggest increases have been in Roscommon, Carlow and Kildare, although in some cases from a low base. This is a new report from the Health Research Board examining discharges at hospitals for alcohol-related liver disease between 2018 and 2022. Uh, So you can read more about that on the front of the Irish examiner there. Uh, We thought alcohol use had decreased as a result of pub closures and COVID restrictions. But unfortunately, what happened with those was more people were drinking at home where it's even less regulated than in the pub because there's very few people, as we know, using measures at home and uh, there's no one to tell you, right, that's enough. Uh, You've had enough tonight. Now, the Irish Times goes with uh, a number of different stories on the front page. The first one is about the army. Only one woman has been inducted into the Defence Forces this year. One woman out of 617 applicants. Uh, And there are concerns now about psychometric testing. Uh, The Thornish Michal Martin said that the use of psychometric testing, which looks at individual differences in personality, motivation, aptitude and ability, was paused in the Naval Service recruitment for six months and the result of that initiative will inform any decision on its use. So uh, the figures were released to independent TD Violet Ann Wynne and they showed that of the 617 applications from women for the Defence Forces this year, 246 didn't go to the psychometric testing and then 151 failed the psychometric test. Uh, and obviously there could be an issue as well 
We know about the Women of Honour group with controversies about the treatment of women in the Defence Forces. So that's certainly one to look at there because uh, only one woman getting through that. Uh, Also on the front of the Irish Times, Wicklow has eclipsed Dublin for the first time as the most expensive county in Ireland to buy a property. That's according to a new report by property startup GeoWalks. First time I've heard of this company, which also indicates that house prices nationally are continuing to rise. The report indicates that the median price paid for a home in Wicklow was €425,000, followed by Dublin, €424,000, then Mead, or sorry, then Kildare, €390,000, Mead, €355,000, and Cork, €306,000. And uh, also on the front of the Irish Times, uh, Joe Lynham will be interested in this story on Breakfast Business this morning. The future of the Dublin Stock Exchange is under threat. Department of Finance officials are raising questions over the future of Ireland's stock market and they're warning that the Dublin Exchange may face long-term decline because two of its biggest companies have taken taken out listings in the U.S., Instead, now, if you've a business mind, you'll be very interested in the Dublin Stock Exchange. Not sure how many ordinary people understand how it works, but there are fears over its future because CRH and Flutter are listing in the US instead. And uh, there's also rumours, and the Minister for Finance has been briefed, that Glanbia, Kingspan and Kerry could exit the Dublin Stock Exchange. So a lot of people in the business world would be interested in that. The front page of the Irish Sun, totally different story to any other paper this morning, Heel of Fortune. And uh, I know they used to make jokes about the Galway races and the Galway tent and the helicopters, but if you want a sign that the boom is back, a pair of €700 high heels were found dumped in a bin at the Galway races. And the shoes look to be in pretty good order, these are Manolo Blonics, which if you watched uh, Sex and the City, Carrie Bradshaw was a big fan of. Security staff spotted the pink shoes after they were thrown out by the owner's boyfriend. And she then shuffled off on her bare feet. Uh, and I think the vibe was that a bit sore walking around the Galway races in the 700 euro high heels. So instead of maybe carrying them in her hands or in her boyfriend's hands, instead they were thrown in the bin because who needs them? And uh, even though they cost 700 quid, they obviously have enough money to go off and buy new shoes for their next big event. That's on the front of the sun. Interesting one in the Irish Independent, if you're a parent, uh, and about your children and getting a bit of fresh air and growing up in the countryside because children who are raised in rural environments, who spend a lot of time outdoors and also are exposed to animals. So there's a few conditions attached to this. So you need to live in a rural area, get the kids out loads in fresh air and expose them to animals, those children grow up to have better immune systems than children living in urban environments. This is research led by APC Microbiome Ireland, which is a research centre, and UCC has shown that early life immune development is highly dependent on a child's living environment and lifestyle factors. This is sort of like the, the... Thing, the old wives tale I suppose that you know 
don't be afraid of your children getting dirty, getting out and about in a bit of muck or whatever, because it seems like it will build the immune system and the immune system needs to learn how not to over respond in early life in order to avoid excessive reactions later in life that can lead to disease. So get them out in a bit of fresh air and expose them to animals. That's in the Irish Independent. In the Irish Daily Star, one woman who certainly has no problem with her health is a great-grandmother called Kathleen Nicholl. And she's in the star because she walked Crowpatrick at the weekend at the ripe old age of 87. Now, I did Crowpatrick when I was about 24 and I still remember how difficult it was. She's 87 and was able to do Crowpatrick. Not alone did she climb Crowpatrick, though. She was in the pub until 2am the night before. Kathleen Nicholl is a mother of seven, also a great-grandmother of 20, and she decided to take on the arduous climb after something clicked in her head after watching a TV programme last year, and she went up Crowpatrick with her son, her grandson, and her granddaughter, and she climbed to the summit and back And if you've ever done Crowpatrick, it's harder to come down than go up it. Uh, But also, she was in the pub the night before until 2am. The rest of the family were home by 11pm, but she stayed out until 2am and uh, she had a couple of pints and then climbed Crowpatrick the next morning. Now, the mother, here's the trick you see. Kathleen isn't a drinker, but she does have an occasional small glass of Guinness. And maybe a sherry at Christmas. That's what some older people like to do as well. Final story comes from the Telegraph. How do you boil an egg? And it's one of those things that everyone's supposed to know how to do, but a lot of people kind of mess it up. The Telegraph has been looking at this because there's a big debate going on about whether or not there's a right way or a wrong way to boil and eat an egg. Uh, So they've asked some people. Now, to start with, they're the basics that everyone agrees with, which is that you need eggs. The fresher, the better. Don't know if you're supposed to keep them in the fridge or not. We don't keep our eggs in the fridge. I know others do. You also obviously need a pan of water and some heat. But after that, opinions very wildly. Jamie Oliver puts his eggs into boiling water for five minutes. Uh, Nigella Lawson prefers starting in cold water, bringing the pan to a boil for a minute, then switching the heat off. And she also follows her great aunt's advice of putting a matchstick in the water to prevent any white escaping if the shell is cracked. Gordon Ramsay is also another straight-to-boil man, but he has eccentricities apparently later in the process. I always thought that you're supposed to dip the egg in and out a few times of the boiling water to get it used to the heat. Other experts have spoken to The Telegraph as well. Recipe columnist Eleanor Stiefel likes six and a half minutes. Jamie Oliver does five. She does six and a half minutes in boiling water, and she says that's a runny uh, yolk. Uh, And then we have another expert as well, Lisa Markwell, who's a trained chef who says that you should start from cold. Then as a rule for all eggs, low and slow, start with cold water and large eggs. But she said that this may colour your view uh, in her expertise for the rest of the article because they do actually go on and on and on about how to boil an egg. But apparently there's no official way. The British Egg Council says that you should put the egg in a small pan and cover it uh, so that there's at least 2.5 centimetres of cold water. Put the pan on a high heat. When the water is almost boiling, gently stir the egg and set the timer for three minutes for really soft, four minutes for slightly set yolk and set white, five minutes for medium uh, yolk as well. So anyway, everyone has a view on it and there's a big feature in the Telegraph. 
on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.